Welcome to the Cloud Architects Podcast, a podcast about cloud, technology, and the people using it. The Cloud Architects Podcast is sponsored by Kemp Technologies. Choose Kemp to optimize your multi-cloud application deployments and simplify multi-cloud application management. A single pane of glass for application delivery, Kemp provides a 360-degree view of your entire application environment and even third-party ADCs. Download Kemp 360 for free today at kemptechnologies.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects Podcast. Chris Goosen here with my co-hosts, Nicholas Blank. Hi. And Warren DeToy. And, and me, always butting in at the wrong time. We could always That's do okay. that. Okay, take, take that out in post, right? Nah, we'll, yeah, you know, we'll see. No, I'm kidding. Um, and uh, so we have a sort of a special edition episode today. Uh, we're uh, the return of the Community Khaleesi Part 2, essentially. And we have Anna Hello. Chu joining us. Hi. How are you guys? We're doing lovely. Thank you. We're uh, three, well. three different time zones. So, you know, it's a, it's a good, good way to start the day. Um, and the reason this is a somewhat special episode is because we wanted to get some, some, you know, really good information out there. And we wanted to talk about Ignite and more specifically the Ignite call for content that just opened. And we have Anna to talk, Anna here to talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, gosh, where do you want me to start? I mean, we have been running the Microsoft Ignite Core for Content for many years now, um, and it sits right alongside all the Microsoft content that gets delivered by our employees who have a lot of announcements to share. But the value that we uh, specifically ask the community to provide that we think you guys are especially uh, uniquely positioned to provide our community best practices, uh, what you've seen from the field, from the industry, um, very specific use cases when it comes to potentially a small business or specific verticals, and of course, great customer stories. Um, and we really think that having that as an additional uh, part of Microsoft Ignite makes it one of the best events that anyone from an IT or a developer background can attend. Would you prefer full fat sessions or do you have any preference towards things like the, the theater sessions? And this mm. is going to be a, a shameless plug for one of Warren's sessions he did last year because he had amazing reviews because he did something really complicated, but he did it in 20 minutes and people absolutely loved it. So do you prefer the full fat thing, or do you want the itty-bitty little ones that can be consumed in bite-sized jugs? Well, we want both. Um, that's what we're asking for. So if you go to um, the Microsoft Ignite website right now, and if you scroll down to Call for Community, um, you'll see that there is a Call for Community content open, and we're asking for 45-minute breakout submissions, and we're also, also asking for 20-minute theatre submissions. Uh, but to your point, there is a, a, something that that 20 minutes uh, forces you to be super concise about what you're trying to say. So you cut out all the opening fluff and like just gently easing your attendees into the content um, and getting straight into the demos. Uh, there's something really great about that and really forces you to practice it too. Um, a lot of people just like try and fill up a, an hour long session and um, and sometimes it's not super valuable. So there is a there is an exercise in 
sort of practicing for a, for a 20 minute session, but we are asking for both because we know that there are plenty of people who tell us, we sh you should have given this girl 45 minutes. Um, there's no way 20 minutes really uh, did it justice. But at the same time, we have a lot more uh, 20 minute sessions too. So if you were to play the numbers game, I would say, you know, submit for a theater session, you'll have a higher chance of getting selected. Um, and certainly the 45 minute sessions, we do have them, but we're looking for someone who is super seasoned and we know can deliver an amazing 45 minute session from like T zero to T 45. Hmm. So you mentioned you mentioned sort of intro fluff. We we love intro fluff on this show. <laughs> intro fluff, middle fluff, outside. You know, it's just all about the fluff. Uh, <laughs> but jokes aside, though, um, it it's not just about session submissions this year, though, right? There there are other categories of submissions that or things that people can submit as well. Yeah. So uh, we so there's two separate calls for community. Um, what we launched just yesterday was the call for community champions. And we're asking specifically for two types of submissions. One is an unconference session and the other are podcasts. So you three are very familiar with our podcast center. Um, you've been at our podcast center at Ignite for a couple of years now. And uh, that's a really great uh, thing to submit for because ultimately you get to uh, submit to have your podcast recorded at a scheduled time. And some podcasts may be lucky enough to be selected to have their podcast um, delivered live at Microsoft Ignite, meaning in front of a attendee audience. Uh, so uh, what we typically do for the podcast centers, we have a stage for attendees to uh, attend and add that particular podcast to their schedule and attend it in person. And then we have a bunch of podcast booths where you go in, it's just like a meeting room, you go in, you are there to record your content, you can have a camera set up there if you like, if that's your preference. Um, but attendees can't really uh, you know, experience it live because that's not what it's designed for. And we've certainly had requests, this is what podcasters want, and that's totally fine. Um, but we wanted to have a mix of both, but certainly the podcasts that are going to be on center stage for attendees to listen to are going to be the ones that are the most popular, the ones that, you know, we cannot miss. So every year we always uh, invite Mary Jo Foley and Paul Sorot to do their Windows Weekly podcast. It gets had a long, long history. And um, mm. even at Ignite, uh, we would pack out a room, you know, 100, 200 deep just for people who want to see uh, those two folks in person and to deliver mm. that. So, yeah, so we're going to uh, see how people vote with their feet um, and get those folks to be part of the podcast lives um, piece. So I mentioned unconference. Now, we have not uh, done this specifically um, at Ignite. We have hosted meetups before, but we want to really go with an industry term and use unconference. Um, and it's been something that's been wildly requested in many years past, but we really didn't know how to attempt that. And we're still trying to figure it out, by the way. And if you have any ideas, I'm very, I'm all ears. Um, but the general idea is that we're looking for more interactive sessions that attendees can um, be a part of. And we want people to be able to walk away from these unconference sessions with learning some practical tips, um, having come away with a connection with, you know, someone or a bunch of people that 
are in that space. So if it was a machine learning uh, unconference and you'd find other professionals or people interested like in that IoT topic. or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you may be doing um, things that require you to solve a particular problem or it just could be a networking sharing exercise over the course of 45 minutes. Um, it's really up to you, but we're looking for people who are very experienced in facilitating these types of discussions because it, doing a uh, unconference at Ignite is very different to an unconference where you're very familiar with the attendees. These are the people who would you know, come to your unconference on a regular basis and you know them. Yes. Um, whereas at Ignite, it's very like you've never seen that person's face before. You've never, you've never even been to their home country and you have to do a lot of work to break the ice to get people to come outside of their comfort zone and share, introduce themselves at the very least um, so they can start to get to know each other. Uh, personally, for me, I've been to many conferences where I am the only person I know at the entire place. And unconferences, those types of sessions, really uh, the most memorable. And I have walked away with uh, connections with people that I still maintain friendships with. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, get each other on the phone, just trying to understand what they're doing, if they've come across a problem that I'm experiencing right now. So we think there's a lot of value when, you know, 30 to 40 people, 40,000 people turn up to a, a big conference like Microsoft Ignite. There are so many connections uh, and I feel like it's just a lost opportunity if we don't make that happen. That's huge. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like community is going to be even bigger and even better this year at Ignite, which is great because we, I mean, last year was just, it was awesome. I don't think I left the community central area the entire yeah. time except yeah. to go to sessions um which i guess and, leads, leads and, us to the next the next question there is yeah. obviously as, as the as the community gets bigger and bigger right mm -hmm. how do you determine who to choose and like how does somebody screw it up because yeah. you know again you know you've got a lot of these dudes they're mvps and oh, i mean we can all vouch for some of them have that little piece on their shoulder that they like to you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, how's it going? Pick me. I feel a lot <laughs> but, less of that know, now. I yeah. feel like we've massaged a lot of that uh, out of the community. Um, not not so much from from the in terms of removing the people. That's what I'm trying to say. I think the MVPs, RD community, they're really learning that this is a two-way exchange. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, yep. They can't just ask and expect and get what they want. Mm -hmm. um, they really need to communicate the value that they're um, not delivering to Microsoft, but to the attendees of this particular event. Mm -hmm. um, so if I was to, you know, quote some specific mistakes that people have made in their submissions. Okay, first off the bat, even in this call for content, which has been open for just a little over a week now, People are selecting every single product when putting when putting through their submission, and then when you read their abstract, they only make mention of like three. So it's like, yeah. come on, like help. I understand that some people aren't uh, on the other side of that form, but for the people on the other side of that form, that particular question is to help us siphon out like okay what is like let me try and filter this to the right person so that they can make a call on which of these 20 submissions mm -hmm. that are aligned to uh iot it, uh, should be you know floated to the top 
But if you select every single one of them and you're not even touching IoT, you're like you're yeah. going to be cast out. Like that's it's not going to. So be very concise. We're fixing the form, by the way, so that because I thought, look, I know that many people are going to do multi-product submissions, and let's turn. I want to allow room for that, but unfortunately, people have abused that a little bit. But that's okay. Um, we will adjust. Um, so how yes. many how many submissions is too many? Well, I've already placed the limit. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a year where some and an individual submitted twelve, and I was like, okay, that pick pick like your top five. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Chris, you know better. Do better, know better. Uh, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Chris. <laughs> like, could you even possibly do twelve? I know it's potentially you're playing the numbers game because you want to no. put as many out there so you can get a, a higher chance of being well. selected. But we want to know from you, like, what are you happily going to be uh, willing to prepare, like, all, like the maximum amount of time to deliver at a high level, um, yeah. high quality rather, um, at Microsoft Ignite? So, um, so, yes, at the end of the day, you can only submit... At most five submissions so we've put a limit on that and that is to not only avoid uh, a multitude of submissions coming from one person but also to for us to understand like what are the the sessions that you are um, really committed to delivering and you are absolutely willing to deliver every single one of these at mm -hmm. this week it's a lot to commit to and we only have like technically five days that week we wouldn't want to stretch you out yeah. either. So it's a it's, mental I mean, health too. I think people underestimate the level of effort and the, yeah. the level of exhaustion that goes into those sessions. And maybe it's yeah. just me, but when I'm speaking at a conference, I, I, when I'm not speaking, I'm consumed by preparing for that yes. session, right? Yes. I, I, I like rehearse so many times to make sure that I'm going through everything. And now I guess everyone has their different style of presenting and they do things their own way which is cool, but it really is, there's a lot of effort that goes into it and a lot yes. of, um, you know, it consumes a lot of time. So to submit 12 sessions, man, you, you know, uh, that, that, that would be hard. But also I think the, um, the other side of that is bombarding the folks on the other side of the form with all of yeah. these submissions, right, about things that you may not necessarily be passionate about because yeah. ultimately we serve the community by being passionate about the topics that we talk about, right? Yes. And it shines through when you, when you really love something, you can talk about it and, and it's infectious to the community when you yes. just kind of, eh, I know that thing. So I'll talk about it. it, it it's not quite the same experience for the community and for the people attending. So you're kind of doing them mm. a disservice as well. Mm. Yes. Yes. And I, I, there is, um, there is a bit of a danger of being super passionate about your topic too, because you are, you end up just talking about it until the cows come home and mm. yeah, then you go off track. Yeah. So totally off track. Yeah. Um, so building a narrative and just getting to uh, just the basics of storytelling in your 20-minute or 45-minute submission, think about that as you're putting together your, your title and, and abstract. And, and absolutely, I cannot stress this enough, make sure there is a, some sort of learning objective in your abstract. Make it very clear what attendees should learn after it going to your session. And one thing that I hate is when I go to a session 
and I read the title and I read the abstract and I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. And when I, when I turn up, I get something completely different. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, how they got, many- They got somebody else to write the abstract. <laughs> or even someone else to turn up. I, I swear, yeah. like I thought this one person was going to be there and they kind of did the open and then someone else took up the majority of the session. I'm like, what happened yeah, there? Cool. That's a very rare good occurrence. Good old bait but... and switch, huh? <laughs> or the but, worst bait and switch is if it's a pitch and you're like, oh man, like I drove out all this way to get a sales pitch. Come on. Nobody so wants you bought to do time that. Here. Do you do you have any advice about um session titles? Because I've I've noticed a trend in recent years where the catchier the title, right? Yeah. Like the catchy titles obviously catch your eye when you're reading through the session builder. But mm -hmm. at the same time, when the title is too catchy or too tongue in cheek, it doesn't describe what you're going to get from the session yeah so so yeah. like how much is too much is essentially the question i'm asking i think uh to to borrow a uh, this will be the first time coco chanel's ever been mentioned in this podcast <laughs> i'm sure but she has this quote where like if you are getting ready for the morning and you 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 look glance in the mirror and the first thing you notice is like I don't know, something, you should just take it off because it's probably just like too much, you know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes there's a there's a sophistication in dialing something back and if you feel like your title is a little too clickbaity, then mm. you should probably tone it down a little, right? Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, people have spent thousands of dollars, um, probably at a significant amount on their hotel and flight to be disappointed in your session. Yeah. And it's it's only going to hurt you in the evaluations, right? So set your expectations through the title and through the abstract. There's nothing wrong with a catchy title um, to get people interested in adding that session to their schedule. But you want to make it compelling enough for them to go, I can't miss this because mm. of what I stand to learn from committing my time here. And to choose, like, choose that session over some other session because generally yeah. there's overlaps, yeah. And there's oh. so much. There is always so much. And the constant complaint that we get is that there's just too much going on. It's like, well, yeah, this is Microsoft Ignite. Like we couldn't just have one track. We would get yes. we wouldn't we wouldn't pack out the the convention center. There's just no way. Um uh, that is always the battle when it comes to um any major event. You go to South by Southwest, any mm. of those major industry events, um, especially for tech. And you'll always have the uh, the massive FOMO from not being able to yes. go to the sessions that you want to go to. So the great blessing that we have is that we are recording every session at Microsoft Ignite. So that's the other thing too. When you're thinking about presenting your content at Microsoft Ignite, think about it from, oh, and this is very difficult by the way, keeping the quality high for your in-person attendees and making sure that your content is consumable for your virtual attendees because all breakouts and I well I need to like put a bit a bit of an asterisk here all breakouts last year were live streamed uh, and I believe we still want to do that this year I don't see mm. why we don't uh, we don't live stream theaters we just the wi-fi could not handle it if we did um, but uh, yes but every single session breakouts and theater sessions will be recorded at Microsoft Ignite and so even from an accessibility point of view, one major complaint that we had from our recording was that uh, our recordings had always had a tiny little thumbnail video of the person speaking, but then that just shrunk down the, the slides. And so it made it difficult to read code or 
more specific detail on slides. So again, as you're preparing for your for the PowerPoint deck, like don't shove a whole bunch of text in there. Mm -hmm. Like um, you don't have to do all that Pecha Kucha type presentations where it's just an image and you and there's no text or very minimal. That's that's an art form, by the way. Yeah. Very difficult yeah. to do. That's big. But there is the beauty of that type of delivery is simplicity. So mm. try and communicate very short takeaways from your slides and don't use them as a they're a prop. They're not there mm. as the main feature mm. of your presentation. You are the main feature and you should show up that way. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's very good, good advice. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think I think people get very carried away with trying to cram everything that's in their mind and everything that they're looking to deliver onto the slide. Mm -hmm. And that really isn't the point of the slides. The slides Especially are there as a takeaway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very yes. good advice, I think. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk for a second about the third call that came out, which was for community reporters as well? Yes, yes. So community That's a very reporters. Very hard job. Oh man, it's tough. It's not easy, and it's only going to get tougher in 2019. Oh, yeah? So community reporters, we always invite 10 people from the community uh, to be involved in a live stream event that happens um, on the Monday. And community reporters, they typically are sort of the filler segments, but they're a lot of fun between, you know, the the keynote and the general sessions and, and the tech keynotes. And by the way, we're not calling them the general sessions this year. They're going to have a new Sinaisi title that I can't announce just yet. But um, uh, so, but the thing is, if you're a community reporter, you can literally say, I'm in the same live stream as Satya. Like, how cool is that, right? That's cool. Um, it is really cool. And, um, but the difference is this year is, it's a few. Um, one, you're going, community reporters are going to be part of a week long live stream. The whole week, in, the entire week is going to be live streamed. So, um, That's it's, it's a lot where, of work. I'm not the producer for that. So, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, but it's really difficult to try and figure out, like, how to, like, just even programming one show is hard. Trying to mm. figure out the entire week-long broadcast and who's going to do what and say what, oh, it's sure. massive. So, um, Does going... the community reporter have to come up with the content as well or do they just have to, you know, talk it's about a, it? It's a super collaborative exercise and ah, the commitment okay. is not just a one-week, um, like, you're not, you don't just turn up and go, well, I'm here, put a microphone and the camera in front of me and I'll, and I'll go. Um, weeks of work go into this uh, where you need to be available for calls so we can decide what content we can have in that week-long podcast uh, not podcast uh live stream and so you know we want to hear from you like what what are your great ideas like do we want to do like uh you know reporter on the street type interviews and what would we want to ask of attendees um are there look, let's take a look at the speaker list you pick and choose which speakers you'd love to do a one-on-one -on -one interview with um, that type of thing. Um, maybe even some behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want to understand, hey, what's going on behind the scenes at Microsoft Mechanics? We could get Jeremy Chapman to be part of that interview. So a lot of really amazing things. But again, I think I might commitment. put my hand up. Do you? Do you really? Because my stipulation <laughs> this year is that if you are going to be community reporter, you cannot uh, be a speaker. So you cannot oh, wow. yeah, deliver no, well, a breakout sense. and no, see it. Because, 
think about sense. like what Chris was saying before, the amount of time yeah. that goes into yeah, yeah. preparing these sessions. Completely, yeah. Like it would be just unfair on both sides. Like you would be doing your speaking role justice and you wouldn't be doing 100%. your community reporter role justice. So Yeah, because Tracy and Alistair have both been and um yes. as stressed as they were, they enjoyed every single minute of it. I mean it's yes. like something that they would definitely do again. Uh, of course. It looks like it's course. incredible. I mean, geez, I mean, if you could shake hands with Sachin Adila, I mean, that's just, thanks very much. Yes, yes, <laughs> done. yes. I, can die I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? What about uh, equipment? And is, is that something that the reporters have to bring themselves? Is that something that's going to be supplied? How does all of that work? Yeah, so we do a lot of the work to supply that. Um I think not everybody is blessed to be able to have access to to that type of equipment and to the quality. And we want to make sure that we're uh, managing the, the quality of that that con um, the the the. Um, I'm losing. It's it's 8:30 a.m. in the morning. I'm really struggling with words. So the cameras, the microphones, all that type of stuff, the lighting. Um, yeah. But I think we're going to move away from that this year in terms of. Uh, reporter selfie type reporting um, just because it's a week-long live stream we'll already have a lot of the um, studio set up for that so uh, yeah so we will we're still working that out um, we may end up sending uh, our reporters some uh, resources ahead of time so they can do some recording in their own home studio or out wherever they are. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we're still figuring that out at this point. I don't know. I think I could do it. I think I might apply. We'll see. <laughs> All right. But if you apply, we will just assume that you don't want to uh, deliver a breakout or theatre. So we'll just like cancel that submission. So that's what I'm saying. Like you need to make a well, call know, on what you want to do. No, no, no. Look, 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 look. I, I think I think submitting submitting both uh, wouldn't be such a bad idea. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and it's either or. I mean, to be honest. So what he's um, saying is he's only going to do 11 this year, not 12. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> submissions, <laughs> yeah. that is. Be, rule, be... rule with that iron fist, Anna. Rule yeah. with the iron fist. I have to. Like... <laughs> no, no, no. Be... You know what? That's the best part about this whole thing is, um, you know, with and I suppose you, you, you take your head off to the Ignite the Tour as well, right? Because, again, yeah. you did this again and again mm. and again and again. And so, you know, if there's anything that you've learned, it's obviously that you need to make sure that the content is good and you need to make those right decisions. Again, is how, do you, how do you make those decisions over and over again? How do you decide on where to hold it? I mean, yeah. I saw now that there's 30, there's 30, and um, I think there's there's two in China now. I think. Um, Three. Oh yeah, but wow. obviously because it's so big. So yeah. I mean, yeah. either you're choosing all these different cities as well. I mean, it's not. I mean, obviously this ignite yeah. everybody else comes to you, but you know, um, content has to be there. Yes. Is it too early to talk about the the tour and potentially? thinking of how to structure your content for this Ignite that you could be chosen for the tour? That's a loaded question. Um, but <laughs> it's a good one. And uh, if you're thinking it, then I'm sure many of your uh, listeners are thinking about it too. Yep. Um, it's We're still Just working it out. The challenge with having the tour smack bang after Microsoft Ignite is that we're planning for 
two things at the same time. And really, technically, it's 31 things at the same time. Yeah. Because it's 30 cities on the tour. And it's really hard because technically Ignite is supposed to dictate the tour, but yet yeah. the deadlines are like really coming up against each other and mm. we're having a hard time. But um, the so one big feature of Microsoft Ignite and the tour are learning paths. Are you guys familiar with learning paths? Okay. So learning paths... Hang on, we, we are, but not yes. maybe everyone else's. Yeah. Oh, that's so true, yeah. <laughs> let me try and explain what learning paths are. Um, so we want our attendees to kind of attend a bunch of sessions in, in uh, succession. So this is like when you go to a learning path about, let's just say it's um, on IoT, so we seem to be using that uh, example a lot today. But we want to start off with like an entry level sort of uh, session, then followed up by potentially a level 200 or the next level up. And it's all following a particular narrative around a particular com company, a fictitious company. Mm. Usually we're using Tailwind Traders as that demo. Um, and that's the, the narrative that we're driving through that learning path. And so we're looking to the community on the tour specifically to help us deliver that learning path content. Now, we will have lots of people from Microsoft delivering that content but we're going to certainly struggle in certain cities where we're burnt out from the tour travel, um, where uh, um, we, we don't have the capability to deliver it in local language. So, yeah, so we definitely are looking to uh, experience people in the community and we're looking for um, people from the MVP, RD and new for the tour this year, MCT communities oh, cool. to deliver that content. Sorry about all the sunlight that's just coming through and like probably ruining the video, by the way, but um, I'll, I'm going to fix that later. It's got a certain um, hue to it. It's, you know, it's adding some, to the vibe. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I've literally ignited by by yeah. all this great content. Um, you might have to grab some sunglasses there just to... Might have to. And Chris is just yeah. getting darker. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the sun is setting where I am. No, uh, really. I just, Anna stole the sun. Quick. Yeah, and I stole the sun. All right, here we go. I thought, oh gosh, I don't know if that's better or worse, but um, yes. Yeah, so in terms of learning path content, we need to have um, people from the community delivering that content, and secondly, uh, we want like unique community content too. So theater submissions, breakouts. Uh, we still want that original community content because the value is again um, best practices. Um, all of the great um, stories that you've heard from your customers, from the community um, to be shared out on the tour. So, yeah, so we, we still want a lot of that. But to, I think to your other question, well, how do we what how do we select the submissions? Right. It's tough because it's not it, it needs to be on the merits of the submission itself. But also we want to strike the balance across all of the content. We want to make sure that we're not. Um, too skewed towards Azure or not too skewed toward Microsoft 365. We also want to make sure that um, we have diversity of speakers. That's a really big commitment for us too. We want to see uh, like our best attempts of gender equality, some uh, unique voices, like the voices of people who are underrepresented to come through the tour. We also need to make sure that there's a good balance in local um, meaning local market content. So, for example, uh, when you go to South Africa, um, startup industries are really big 
topic of conversation. So we want to make sure that startup in uh, content, relevant content that's for startups, um, is available for for the the tour. So. Yeah, there's a lot of different angles that we need to try and balance it. But then ultimately, where uh, where it, it comes down to supply, if we don't get what we need, then it, it's a tough call too. So yeah, there's a lot of different um, elements that come into the mix. Okay, so you you spoke about diversity there. If someone wants to do a session on diversity and hugely sensitive topic, because how do you talk about diversity without ruffling someone's feathers, but assuming that someone wants to talk about either their own journey or their experience or even how they handle neurodiversity in the workplace or gender differences, or how would they go about submitting sessions in a manner that they want to call them out as diversity sessions and without knowing how to be uh, politically correct understanding that America is stunningly politically correct compared to other territories in the world. Yes, because none of us here are American, <laughs> um, I think. Um, but, so we're giving you a, a very big license to, the, to do that through the diversity and tech community. So Shauna Chi, she is the diversity and tech lead, and she has a specific track just on the topic of diversity and inclusion. So we're seeking those submissions. If you have a story about your your challenge um, dealing with your bipolar disorder, as an example, then we want that submission because this, even though this is a tech conference, diversity and inclusion is a massive challenge for many people in this industry. And we want to bring these issues to the surface so people understand a little bit more, can lean in and understand a different perspective and realize, hey, like this is something that we need to be thinking about and maybe approaching differently. So yes, we're absolutely wanting to see those submissions. Um, ADHD can't. Oh, what? ADHD. Are you speaking about yourself? Um, oh yes. I mean, mental health like... is a mental health is a big thing um, for sure. There are so many different um, aspects. If you take a look at this, so there's a specific. If you go to the Microsoft Ignite page, we have a page on diversity in tech, um, and you can see um, a lot of the different stories that will um, even just from the speakers that we all have. Um, all the different perspectives that they will bring to to Microsoft mm. Ignite. So um, yeah, so we're definitely looking for those types of stories. Uh, it's on. It's not just on you know gender. It's a whole bunch of different things. Neurodiversity. You mentioned um, uh, a lot of the things that you know people may not be aware of that are just under the surface. Mm. Uh, and it, it comes with a lot of vulnerability too. So um, I highly recommend. If, even if your main focus is on for, for coming to Ignite is tech, at least go to one diversity in tech session, please. Mm. I, I beg you. It'll, like everyone who has ever gone to one of the sessions says it's the most amazing experience that they've had um, coming from mm. Microsoft Ignite. So. But I think that's a that's a great top tip for Ignite from from Anna Chu. I, mm. It was actually a great segue into the next question I was going to ask was, do you have a list of tips potentially for first timers coming to ignite folks who are getting ready for their first ignite right like because you know it's it's a marathon not a sprint and and yes. once Besides you've done it a few times shoes 
Yes, the comfortable oh. shoes is high up on the list. But I, I was gonna, and I, I realize this might be, uh, you know, putting you on the spot here. But but uh, do you have a list of some, some some top tips for for folks who are getting ready for their first ignite? Oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> top five. First, how's that? First one. How about top five that you may not be aware of? Because people talk about the shoes thing a lot. And yeah, gotcha. of course. Yeah, by shoes. Friday, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, by Friday, it doesn't matter. Pizza toast anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would say don't bring a backpack because you're gonna get one. Like it comes yeah. with Microsoft Ignite as part of the ticket. We always give you an amazing backpack. I still use mine. I use yeah. mine uh, across the entire tour. Uh, and they're pretty snazzy. Like the, the one from last year had a little cooling like pocket at the, at the front. Yes, so, it, you know, it was waterproof. If, and it was waterproof, you know. And they had like two, two side pockets for like bottles, which mm. are absolutely and necessary. And the underneath. The, yeah. the, the strappy things underneath were amazing. Yeah, we used them for tripods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're really great. So, you know, don't bring a backpack. Don't bring a, a spare water bottle because we will give you one of those as well. Um, and so, and and that's a really big part of Ignite is to keep hydrated because, not because yeah. it will be hot, because it won't be as hot because we're in November, by the way. Uh, we're not hosting Ignite in Orlando in, in uh, September. It will be outside of hurricane season um, in November. So, uh, but also because you'll be talking a whole bunch. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, um, so much. So much. And some uh, folks dehydrate themselves in the evenings, so it's better to hydrate during the day. Always, uh, at least every second drink should be water, you know. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> Besides um, the vodka that's uh, served on the show floor during office hours. Oh, we're going to do Shake Shack. Shake oh. Shack. Yeah, we've we got to do Shake do that. Shack. Yeah. Dude, we all I have dreams to... about Shake Shack. I can't believe you still haven't tried that yet, but hey. You know. We're going to do a Shake Shack episode. We're going to figure it out. We'll do it's it a, in it's Orlando. On the, it's yeah. on our list of things to plan for Ignite. Don't, don't, don't worry. Right. There we go. All right. All yeah, right. That's, that's one of our planning things. <laughs> um, another tip is, uh, especially for first timers, go outside of your comfort zone and go to one of those more interactive sessions mm-hmm. um, just so that you can get to know like anyone at Microsoft. You know, it can be a very lonely experience when it's just you and, you know, 30,000 other people at, at this major conference. Um, it's kind of sad if like, I, I mean, it's, t- there's nothing wrong with like just having your own introvert time. I need a lot of that um, often because there's a lot of energy that you just need to recover from. Um, but I would love for a first timer to come away just meeting one person that they could um, continue to connect with and and share, you know, their their journey and maybe reunite with at the next Microsoft Ignite. Um, and and the reason why I say that is because community is such a big part of this whole industry, not just Microsoft Ignite. And we are doing our utmost to embrace that by making these community sessions happen um, by inviting the community to come and speak, um, that type of thing. So we really encourage um, the community to, to, you know, whether it be to attend one of our unconference sessions um, or even just to get to know the person sitting next to you while you're waiting for the breakout to start. Chances are they're coming to the session because they're also sharing that interest in that mm. particular topic. So mm. why not find out what country they come from or whether this is their micro- first Microsoft Ignite? I'm actually thinking of um, putting um, some icebreaker questions out on like the theater like chairs and um, even in and getting the um, purple shirts to like hand them out in the queue so that you know it'll start 
conversations before the session even starts because like there is so much value in people learning from each other because like you guys you all manage to meet each other in some form of fashion through community right and sure. now you're running a podcast together you could find your future podcast partner through <laughs> microsoft tonight and that's a great that's story yeah. You, yeah, you mentioned the purple shirts too. I think it's important yeah. to yeah. thank the the purple, purple people, as uh, as Nick calls them, the purple people. <laughs> yeah. Because they've, they, you know, they're very helpful. They're always the... smiling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. They're really great. Really helpful. They always want to help out. Um. And yeah, they like for them doing Microsoft Ignite is their highlight of the year. So you know, yeah, yeah it's really great. Um. You asked uh first timer questions, but I have. Um, certainly tips for first timers submitters. Like if you have been to a few Microsoft Ignites, um, you kind of get a sense of the of the vibe. Um, but some people who are first time submitters may not have ever been to Microsoft Ignite. So um, one uh, tip I would say is don't think that you're presenting to a group of friends. Um, that mistake has yes. been made in the past. It's not your typical user group um, interaction. Uh, where everybody knows you and everyone's friendly, you may have to start off with some level setting, expectation setting in the presentation itself. So make it very clear whether your presentation is level 100, which is like super foundational, or expert level, level 400. So when you're making your submission, don't submit something that is that says it's level 400 when you have to do when there are people who are going to be really expert who will think that your content is a little not beneath them, but mm. they know all that stuff already. They, like mm. level 400 needs to be super, super technical, um, mm. like bleeding edge type of stuff. So yeah, um, expectation setting is, is very key. Um, but I think we mentioned a few things before, like having a, a, a snazzy title, but not too snazzy. Um, I think, uh, and, and making very clear what people will learn from, from mm. the, your session um, is, is really important. Very good. I think those those are really useful. And I think a lot of people are going to find that a lot of folks are going to find that really, really helpful with getting ready for Ignite and the ramp up to Ignite, um, but also that those submissions. Right. And that's the, yeah. that's really the key. So um, submission deadline is uh, August 4th. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. OK. OK. So, yes. we, you know, um, by the time this airs, there will be some 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 time, a little bit of time for everyone to kind of think about that and get that in uh, for August 4th. Yes, and I would say if you're hearing this deadline August 4th, make sure you block out an hour, however much time you need to actually do your session. Procrastination is your worst enemy because oh, yes. it will show in your submission. If mm. you procrastinate, it's very clear that your, your title is not so great. There's grammatical errors everywhere across your abstract. Um, take yeah. the time um, because, you know, we want you to speak at Microsoft Ignite and if you um, if, if you don't put in the level of effort in the submission it's very clear and it, it won't shine at the, at the top of the list. I'd argue you probably want to use an hour per session submission irrespective of the kind of session so you can yeah. think through your content clearly because you're mm -hmm. not going to be writing the whole thing then you're just writing a session submission and effectively you're making a promise that you need to keep in a few months time. Yeah totally. Um, one other suggestion for someone who is maybe a first time presenter or still, you know, um, trying to find ways to practice, um, think about submitting that title and abstract 
to a, a user group and say, hey, I would really love to like present uh, this. I want to, you don't need to say that you're testing out for Microsoft Ignite. Just use that as an opportunity to uh, hone in your presentation skills. The worst thing that you could do is like, at Microsoft Ignite, that was the first time you ever delivered that presentation. Mm, like, yeah. the, the, it will really show in the evaluations that the preparation wasn't quite there. Um, and when you're in front of this massive community, you really want to shine and we want you to shine. We want your content to be just as amazing, if not better, than the Microsoft content delivered. That's my mm. personal goal. Um, yeah, so don't let me down. <laughs> Anna, you no have pressure. called out some people on Twitter who've had some really amazing experiences on tech community and have gone from lurkers to contributors to really amazed that they're interacting with the the people who they see as superstars in the community or even product folks. Mm -hmm. Do you mind maybe talking to those people who would never in a million years think of standing in public, but clearly want to, they want to share and they genuinely want to help in the community, but feel like maybe they couldn't? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, it's very nerve-wracking. I know that uh, public speaking is one of the biggest fears that people have. Mm. Um, I, I still remember as a young kid, like doing my first debate and like all I can remember was my piece of paper just shaking. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was horrible, absolutely horrible, but it took a lot of time, years of me practicing in front of a mirror, in front of my parents, in front of a, uh, my, my, my fellow students to get to a point where I, I, I'd be fine with just going up on stage and just saying something, you know, because uh, it comes with practice. But I know from many people, it's not that easy. So you don't have to do that. I mean, if you're, you know, you've typically been interacting with the community in a much more passive way, uh, but it's highly valuable, like through the Microsoft community, uh, tech community, through Twitter, through any other means like that, like there's still a way for you to step outside of your comfort zone. Um, certainly, you know, just being in the community zone and just hanging out there is a good start because you'll be surprised. Like people will look down at your main badge and go, oh my God, it's you. Like you've helped me out yes. so much. Thank you. Yes. Um, like doing that would, would absolutely, you know, be a starting point. And once you realize that, you know, um, that a lot of people in the community do recognize you, you might start to think, hey, like actually maybe I could, you know, like share something on a more official format through a theater session. And uh, another, uh, Microsoft Ignite is huge, um, but the tour is slightly smaller and a little bit more in your home country usually. Uh, so that's maybe a nice way to like get into that circuit. Um, but again, you know, local user groups, much smaller uh, audience um, could be another way to, to practice that too. But um, we invite as many people to be part of Microsoft Ignite. Um, specifically, though, uh, it is the MVP, RD, and MCT community um, for this year for our content. But the, the call for community champions it is open to everyone. So we're not restricting it to just those three official communities. Um, you don't have to be any of those things in order to uh, facilitate a um, unconference or to uh, submit for your podcast. So we are trying to keep things as inclusive as we can. Um, but we also want to make sure for our attendees, we're keeping the quality bar high. So we're going to experiment with that this year, but
but I am very uh, hopeful that we're going to deliver an A-class show uh, for 2019. We're excited. It sounds like it is going to be awesome. Uh, Yeah, very excited about this year for sure. Yes. It's going to be awesome. So I guess we'll see you in Orlando. Uh, yes, right, we will. Yeah. <laughs> I expect all your submissions. Um, That's right. Yes. All and 12. We are all 12. Or 36 between us. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. 12 between you. 12 between you. Um, yeah, we could do some some together, right? I mean, so. Well, um, what is so what is, what is the Before we go, what is the stance yeah. on... Co co presenting and co 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 uh yes co presenting yeah co presenting so when it comes to the submissions I think the first thing you need to do is like we need to approve the submission on the merits of the title and abstract itself if okay. you get selected to be a speaker on the merits of that submission you've got yourself a pass great. Our stance is that it's really hard to manage um, passes when we have a very finite amount Mm. for co-presenters. So if I received a submission from you three for one submission, I have to like let go of three passes just so Mm. that that session gets Mm. delivered. No, you know, I suppose the other two should be accepted as well. I mean, like, so it should always be an auxiliary session. So, so I would submit two sessions and then one co with Nick. And then if he's selected to do his session and I'm selected to do my session, then we can do one together, no? You have to understand I'm getting thousands of submissions in. Yeah, in I suppose you're right. Content, so it's very mm. difficult. How many so spaces are there? I'm not telling you that. Oh. <laughs> because it's still in a negotiation. Like, I can't sure. commit to a number when I'm still trying to get more. You know, no, sure. so, um, but that being said, uh, when you make a submission, um, deliver, uh, submit that on, under the um, assumption that you're going to be the one delivering it. And if you get accepted, great, cool. And if your preference is to add another speaker to that session, then only let us know when that person has already got a pass by sure. any means, whether that, they purchased that, it themselves. That's, that's reasonable, definitely. Yeah, yeah, or they have also secured a speaking pass because they got their submission sele- selected. So it, yeah. I know it's uh, it doesn't look great when we're, like, stipulating those terms on the form, but you have it to makes understand, sense, yeah, mm. I don't have a, 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 a limitless bucket of, of passes, unfortunately. So, sure. yeah. Good. Yes, well, I look forward to it. <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun. So Even much if I don't fun. get accepted, I'll beg, borrow, and steal. Okay, <laughs> just beg, borrow. <laughs> yeah, we. The cloud architects in no way condones anything illegal. <laughs> I, I've got a, a last question, and then yes. um, and then we'll let you go. I sure I, that I read that we have to submit a video of ourselves presenting in some form or another. I will say, I know I've had a few complaints about this, but we need, especially for someone, like if I know you guys, one of the reasons why we're asking for this is to try and balance the scales because we tend to know when a submission comes through, it's like, oh, I know Nick, I know Chris, I know Warren, yeah, I know they're great presenters, so great, cool. But that's 
leaning towards favoritism, mm. right? So we want the a, a person to be able to, who's never submitted for Microsoft mm. Ignite or even the tour to be able to to show how great they are as a presenter. So adding that link in is only going to help your cause, Mm. right? If we don't know you. If we do know you, we know you're like a pretty standout, well-seasoned presenter, then, you know, we we don't necessarily need that. Um, But it is- You have to look great in a tie. Yeah, if you look great in tie, yeah, for sure. Although Microsoft Ignite is not really a tie type of. No. Yeah. So unless you wear it on your head. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're dark. Hey, okay, some people look super snazzy, uh, and I'm all for all for your own personal style. Um, yeah. Says the girl who just woke up this morning wearing a you know jumper, but anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, but. Um, I forgot your question. <laughs> video submission. Oh, video submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, is it a mandatory thing? Is that what I put in there? I can't remember. I think it Maybe is. You need to take the asterisks off. Um, but it, like, I know it's tough, but it's only going to help you if you do add that link in because mm. then we get yeah. a better understanding of how you deliver your content. Um, whether you have really taken some care into the narrative. Um, yeah, so it's only going to help you. If you don't include it, then it's it's going to be less evidence for us to help make, to select your submission ultimately. Yeah. And to be fair, it could be your very first practice run. It could be. We're not saying that it needs to be a video of that particular submission. Mm. It just mm. needs to be a video of you presenting anything. It doesn't have yeah. to be technical. It could be... But not in the mirror. Uh, I've never seen anyone present in the mirror. <laughs> be the no, but I'm saying that they have to present, right? Like, so if you oh, have yeah. to do a submission, somebody like just puts it up in front of them and goes, Hi, my name is Warren. <laughs> Welcome to my well, presentation. That's still a presentation, and you are recording or something. <laughs> it doesn't really no, matter. Nobody in front of you. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, secret right. life spoiler, of spoiler alert, when you, spoiler alert. When you get Warren's submission, now you, now you know what you're in for. Yeah, now that I've thrown myself under the bus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Anna. You're a legend. Oh, no, you guys are great. Thank you so much for we inviting really me. We really love having again. you on the show. Yeah, let's uh, let's do this again. I'm sure there's lots to talk about for Microsoft Ignite. Um, I, I I know I could talk about this for hours on end, but we don't have that time. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. Should we then suggest if something urgent comes up and you want to share, we'll make ourselves available. And oh, yeah. we'd love to talk about uh, the tour whenever that becomes topical as well. Yes, which will probably be very 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 soon. So I'm sure you'll get <laughs> a, a, an email from me at at some point. Super well, happy. Always, always welcome. So, thanks again for making the time. Um, and uh, you know, we appreciate we appreciate everything. And man, we're excited about Ignite this year. That's for sure. Oh yeah. So am I. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you. Later. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone. Before you go. Just wanted to say thank you for listening. We really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks. Please visit us at thearchitects.cloud. Alternatively, drop us a tweet. We'd love to hear what you have to say. At the Cloud Arc.